everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. And we are very excited today. We have a big star with us. We've got Katie Lee Beagles here. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. This is so cool for me. I was, we were saying off air that uh, I am a big Food Network fan. It's kind of my go-to relax uh, and chill kind of uh, uh, programming. And uh, so this was very exciting. I was like, she's legit famous. This is amazing. (laughs) Gosh, I mean, I'm going to come on here all the time because you make me feel good about myself. (laughs) I never think of myself as famous. (laughs) It's so nice to you. Thanks. Well, for people that aren't uh, obsessed with Food Network like I am, uh, why don't you uh, introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about about yourself. So um, I have a cooking show on Food Network called The Kitchen. We've been on now for like nine years, which which I still can't believe how long it's been because it feels like yesterday that that show started. And I just love it so much. I love my co-host and we have a great time and I write cookbooks. Um, My last cookbook was called It's Not Complicated. And I have um, a wonderful husband named Ryan and a little baby girl named Iris and a dog named Gus. And that's me in a nutshell. You're living a good (laughs) life. That's so cool. Uh, So you started off working in restaurants. Is that right? Well, I pretty much grew up in my grandma's kitchen. I am from a family that was obsessed with food and we were always talking about what we were going to eat at our next meal while we were eating uh, the current meal. So I just always grew up loving food, loving to cook. And then when I was in college, I was a journalism major and I started to get really into food. I was working in restaurants in college and I felt like, hey, maybe this is what I want to do. Maybe I want to be a food writer. Mm-hmm. And that was my ultimate goal. And then after college, I moved to New York. I uh, actually, I moved to Long Island to the Hamptons where I'm living right now. And I worked in a fish market. And then I started writing a little food blog. I'm writing for local magazines. And it just kind of evolved into this career. That's so cool. So you you went from doing the blog to writing your first cookbook. Mm-hmm. Just so what is, what is that like writing a cookbook? I mean, are did they kind of say come to you and say this is what we need, and then you write mm-hmm. kind of formulate, or do you? Uh, I know you you spend a lot of time testing out the recipes and things like that, but what's that whole process like? So the first cookbook I did, I had no idea what I was doing. And I went in and had a meeting with the publisher and they said, well, a cookbook's typically 125 recipes. Can you do that? And I was like, oh yeah, no problem. I've got 125 recipes. And really I was thinking, how the hell am I going to do this? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And what I did, and I still do the same method that I did then. Uh, I buy a three ring binder and I get dividers of appetizers, salads, soups, entrees. So I, it's like I'm doing a school project mm-hmm. and I start doing my recipes. And every time I write one, I print it off and I put it in the section where it could go and I keep a table of contents and I start looking. That's how it comes to shape. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I look at it and I think like, okay, well, I've got plenty of salads now. I'm really light on entrees or I've got too many desserts or, you know what? I already did a, a peach cobbler. I shouldn't do a peach tart. So I can kind of look at it that way. I'm very tactile. Like I want a book to hold like the three ring binder and not just to have it on a computer. I like to be able to see it in front of me. 
and to be able to write and make notes on it. So that's how I, I do it. I still do it the exact same way. That mm -hmm. was 2007 when I wrote my first book and I, I haven't changed my method. Do you get tired of testing certain recipes? You're just like, I never want to eat another piece of cake again, or. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'll get uh, frustrated sometimes if I can't get something to be exactly how I want it, or I'll make something and I'll think this is good and I'll give it to Ryan and he'll taste it and go, if you want me to be honest, I think this could be better. And I'll get mad at him. And say, what are you talking about? That's really good. And then about an hour later, I'll say, you know, you're right. I think that I could have put more ginger in that, mm. or maybe I should have used a different type of noodle. And so then I'll do it again. And inevitably I say, okay, I'm really glad that you gave me your honest opinion because now I think this is a better recipe yeah. and you were right. Well, that's like relationship <laughs> goals. That's what you want. So mm. you I, I, I appreciate his honesty at the moment. Yeah. I get mad at him. But <laughs> <laughs> and it works out. Yeah. 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 Uh, so on a show like the kitchen, do they come to you with segments and say, you know, we want you to demonstrate whatever, mm -hmm. um, or do you go to them or is this a mixture of both? So most of the time, what we do, our culinary producers come up with a theme and our, and our producers come up with a theme of each episode and they'll plug in who's going to do which act. So they might come to me and we'll, we'll do a brainstorming meeting about the upcoming episodes and they'll say, okay, like we just were doing Thanksgiving the other day, our brainstorm, which I can't believe it's, you know, I'm, I'm buying corn and tomatoes and, and already talking about Thanksgiving. Um, but oh, they'll come yeah. and they'll say, okay, so we'd really like you to do a Southern inspired side dish that you modernize. What would you make? So I'll give them three or four different ideas of recipes and then they'll put that all in their notes and then they'll go back and look at what everybody else has given in their brainstorming meetings and then they'll craft the episode as to everything that goes together and what makes sense. And they can look and say, oh, you know, we don't really want you to use sausage in this recipe because Jeff's doing a recipe with sausage in that episode so that it makes sense for our viewers and that it's really well-rounded. Um, and I think that's what makes the show successful is that they're very mindful about what our viewers want to see and what's going to be the most helpful for them. Now, we'll also have times where I might be on vacation and I have a dish that I love and I email my producers and well, actually that's exactly what happened with an upcoming episode. We were on our family vacation in Italy this summer, and I had this dish that was all different types of pasta with a lentil sauce. And I emailed them and said, hey, I think this would be a great dish to make for a money-saving episode because it's using all the ends of, and pieces of the pasta that you've got left in different boxes in your pantry. And Iris actually ate it, so <laughs> let's make it um so we're doing that in an upcoming episode oh nice yeah and lentils are really cheap source mm -hmm, of protein exactly yeah yeah hello i'm hannah and i'm katie and we have a podcast called one kiss means forever do you love made-for-TV rom-coms? Are you obsessed with Hallmark and all the Hallmark-inspired copycats that have come out on other platforms like Netflix? And while being obsessed, do you know that these are not what one might call quality films? 
<laughs> if so, come listen to our podcast. Each episode, we discuss one movie that did not have a theatrical release and always ends in a happily ever after. And how do we know it will end in a happily ever after? Because one kiss means forever, of course. So join us as we deep dive into each movie for about 45 minutes. Episodes drop every other Thursday, except during the very elongated Hallmark Christmas season when we join the Christmas craze and go weekly for about two and a half months. Bye! Bye. Uh, is it hard to get everything in in such short segments um, for the recipes? Not really. I think at this point we've gotten where we kind of know how to get those top points in that we want to make and also in comparison to doing a morning show like when I do the today show and I've got three recipes in three and a half minutes to get through when I get seven minutes on the kitchen it's like oh I've got all the time <laughs> in the world to make this dish <laughs> yeah 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 uh, it seems like a really fun group on the kitchen Oh, we have a great yeah. time. I mean, we genuinely love each other. We have a text chain that all of us are on and we're sending mm -hmm. each other pictures of our families and and sending each other a note if somebody tells us that they love the show and had a meaningful moment. So it it's real what people see. And I think that that's why viewers connect to the show because people watching TV are smart. They know when mm -hmm. you like each other. Yeah. <laughs> and we really do. Yeah. Well, so what's it like to do a show like Beach Bites where you're going into other establishments, trying other people's food? I had a great time doing Beach Bites. I always say Beach Bites is the show that changed my life because that's where I met my husband. Aww. And we uh, just really hit it off and both have such a love of food. But I got to travel to such cool places and I got to have so many great things to eat. I just loved doing that show and, you know, obviously we're not doing it anymore, but it is on discovery plus. So I do hear from people now who didn't see it when it first aired, who are watching it now. Mm -hmm. And I love that. It's just kind of living on that way. Yeah. 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 It, it, it must be fun to, you know, go into to people's kitchens and see them make uh, a recipe mm -hmm. and try to, I'm sure they're nervous and try to uh, make them feel comfortable. Yeah, I, for the most part, I felt like people were pretty confident because they were in their own kitchen, but every once in a while I'd be with somebody that was nervous and I think, okay, how am I going to make this person feel comfortable and feel good? And, you know, maybe they've never been on camera before and all of a sudden they have to get on here and cook and talk mm -hmm. about their dish. I found that when you got somebody talking about their food, that would always get them to relax. Yeah. And, uh, people, people like telling their stories. And that was what I loved the most about that show was hearing people's stories and, and hearing why they make this dish in their restaurant and where their inspiration came from. Mm -hmm. And I, I just, I learned so much and I learned a lot about our country. I went to places in the U S that I'd never been before that I might not have thought about for a beach vacation that I absolutely loved. Yeah. Well, you were on the first, you were the host for the first season of Top Chef. How did that yes. all happen? Oh my gosh. That was a million years ago. <laughs> um, I got an email through my blog one day from oh the producers of the show and I Googled like, are these real people or is this fake? And I went in the next day to Rockefeller Center to NBC and I read for it. And two days later, I flew to San Francisco and filmed oh the show. Wow. I mean, that's yeah. amazing that they would go with a, a blogger writer for a host 
that's uh... yeah they, they probably shouldn't have <laughs> I, I was I was I think that they were at the last minute and they were really under the gun uh-huh. um I uh was totally inexperienced totally green and I didn't like being mean to people I didn't yeah. like cutting people and it and I I was it, it just it wasn't right I yeah. appreciate that I had that opportunity it got my foot in the door in this business so much but it wasn't the right fit for either one yeah. of us well it must have been fun when you went back for all-stars though just for that episode yes yeah that was yes it was it was yeah. fun yeah I had a good time <laughs> cool uh oh and you have beaten Bobby Flay well your your chefs have beaten Bobby Flay mm-hmm, a number of times mm-hmm. that must be yes. very fun well, most of the time we lose because yeah. <laughs> Bobby's so good. But the moments that we get to beat Bobby, I always get really excited about <laughs> because he so rarely gets beaten. And I love Bobby. He's like an older brother and I love to give him a hard time. <laughs> so I'd say probably just as many people come up to me and say, hey, I watch you on Beat Bobby Play as I watch you on the kitchen. Yeah. You got to like elbow the, the chefs and be like, make a cake or Asian food. Uh-huh. Whenever somebody when says they're making in. something that's Southwest or barbecue, I go, "Oh, why are you making yeah. that? Don't make a burger against Bobby. Don't, don't make, make brunch Southwest. Like, don't use Calabrian chilies <laughs> or pomegranate molasses. Like, just let him do that." <laughs> yeah, I feel like cake, uh, pastry, and Asian food is uh-huh. the yeah yeah where you want to be. Yeah, you have it anytime somebody does pastry. It's like yes. <laughs> Uh, well, so you wrote this book Groundswell in 2011. It was mm-hmm. when it was published. How did that end up happening? How did, did you always want to be a writer? How did you end up uh, writing this book? It's pretty crazy that that was 2011 and it's just now becoming a movie. Um, I had always wanted to be a writer. You know, that's what I went to school for. And it was my dream to write a novel. I had tried several times. So I always thought if I was going to write a novel, it needed to have a food tie-in. And I'd write about a girl who worked in a bakery or a young chef. And none of the stories would stick. It was just like, they just sucked, to be honest. So I was getting divorced. I was started taking surf lessons. I'd always been really afraid of the ocean. And I started taking surf lessons. And I fell in love with surfing and the way that it made me feel. And I was getting out of the water one day and I was walking up on the beach, carrying my surfboard. I just remember it so vividly in my head. And I thought, this is the story I should write. And I went in the house and I started writing and that was it. And that was groundswell. Mm -hmm. And I took um, an outline of it to the same publisher who had done my cookbooks at the time and asked them if they'd be interested. And they said yes and bought the book. And then I realized, okay, I have to write this or I have to give the check back. <laughs> so, so it was the greatest motivation I'd ever had to write. <laughs> yeah. So would you say this this movie is a loose adaptation? Because I read the book and it... Mm-hmm. it it's more the, uh, the very end of the book, I'd say. Yeah, the, the book and the movie are quite different. Yeah. Um, they Emma, who is the lead character, is a chef in the movie. So she does have more similarities to me in that regard, that she is passionate about food 
And I really love what Hallmark did with it. And the writers did such a good job of adapting this book and making it current. And, you know, it was written in 2011. So bringing it up to speed and giving the characters a new life. And I, I think that's what it's all about. You know, sometimes we'll read a book and see the movie and go, oh, it didn't follow it enough. Well, it's a totally different medium and it's this a, a new life for these characters and what the, the core values of the book and theme are there, which is about learning to pick yourself up and take care of yourself and to uh, not necessarily need someone else to complete you. But when you do really love yourself, that's when you can find love. And I think so much of what it's about is um, just finding your own power and finding that inside of you. And the uh, metaphor of surfing, you know, getting up on your own two feet, like having that leash connecting you to your board where you can fall and pull yourself back up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Emma in the book is married to this movie star named Garrett mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then goes through a divorce. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, since this was written in 2011, that must have been easy to connect with for you yeah you know I had just gotten divorced um so I pulled from that experience um it was it's not a uh it's not my story yeah it's not a memoir I I think I think any writer takes from their past experience for every character I mean how else do you get in somebody's head but in the movie Emma is a chef and Garrett is also a chef um and they're not married they're dating and have a breakup Okay. Yeah. And then Uh, Emma goes, Oh, watch this, Garrett. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You think you're so hot. You're not. (laughs) And and she goes and meets Ben, the hot, hot surfer, huh? Yeah. (laughs) So you must have been excited when you heard Lacey Chabert is going to be. Oh, (laughs) let me tell you. First of all, when I heard Hallmark was doing the book, the first person I said that I wanted was Lacey. And so when I found out that Lacey said yes, I was over the moon. And the way that this all happened was actually my best friend, her husband, his, his name is Ricky Golden. Ricky was on All My Children for years, Guiding Light. People know him as a soap star now. He does uh, producing He just said to me one day, hey, do you mind if I try to sell your book to Hallmark to make a movie? And I said, nobody else is doing anything with it. Have at it. Go for it. And he did it. And Ricky pushed and pushed and got this made because that was 2018. And now here we are, 2022, when it got made. Wow. So you got to, I think, go over to Hawaii when they were making it? Yes. (laughs) I got to go to Hawaii, which I was so excited about. I think Hawaii had some of the best food in the world. Yeah. I was super excited to get to go eat. And speaking of Top Chef, Leanne Wong, who was on the first season of Top Chef, uh, was one of our cast members. So I have a cameo in the movie uh, where I am, I'm playing myself and we needed a, a, I'm judging a cook culinary competition we needed a second judge and I suggested Leanne so it was a real full circle moment in that regard as well <laughs> so Leanne and I judged the uh the culinary competition and it was super fun and I, I loved getting to be on screen and I loved getting to watch 
uh, Emma and Ben or, or Lacey, Lacey and Actor. But I also got to be there when they filmed their final scene, um, which, I mean, I guess, is it giving anyway? I, I won't well, say I mean, anything. they always Never. get together and <laughs> I mean, it's obviously. not a spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not a spoiler. But Shocker. I got to see the kiss. I got to see the kiss. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, I I'm with you on this on the surfing thing. I've only been surfing one time, but I I thoroughly loved it, and I love Hawaii and I love the North Shore. Uh, it's Amazing. Oahu. It's heaven. It's beautiful. We filmed uh, on the same ranch where they filmed Jurassic Park. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, cool. it was gorgeous, stunning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, on Oahu. That mm-hmm. yes, yeah, on Oahu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was so beautiful. They'd be like, your call time's 4.30 a.m. And I'd think, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'd get picked up and it'd Ugh. still be dark out and we'd be driving the coast there and the sun would be coming up and the pink sky. I mean, it was magic. Oh. And you're right about the food there. Oh, like the oh, shrimp, tr- the shrimp so trucks. Good. I just. Oh, delicious. That garlic shrimp. Yes. And we had huli huli chicken. I yeah. stopped at a roadside place that was right there where we were uh-huh. filming and got the chicken. And at Leanne knew another place that was a, a poi factory that we went and got. I, it was like one great meal mm-hmm. after another. Yeah. And like the masadas in the morning, like big and puffy. Mm. And, mm. Oh. I'm starving now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, and the food scenes in the movie are really beautiful. Uh, they did a great job and Lacey uh, really looks like she's in there styling and mm-hmm. chopping and she just was great. Yeah. Well, what do you hope people take out uh, away from this movie? I hope that people are, thoroughly entertained more than anything i hope that they have a moment of escapism watching all these beautiful shots of hawaii i hope that they lose themselves in the love story of emma and ben and just really enjoy i love to watch tv Mm -hmm. more than anything when people say what are your hobbies aside from cooking it's watching tv because i love getting into a story so Mm -hmm. i hope people watch this and really get into the story and you know, I remember actually when my book first came out, women reaching out to me and saying, oh, this made me feel stronger in my relationship. I dumped my fiance after this. Yeah, I was like, oh, God, <laughs> making life changes based on groundswell. But, you know, I, I hope that you know, people watch it and yeah. and feel like a, a sense of strength within themselves and, yeah. and the um what it means to stand up for yourself and Mm -hmm. what you want. And sometimes losing everything you thought you wanted is how you find exactly what you need. Yeah. Well, I'm really looking forward to seeing it. That's for sure. And we got to get you, you know, because we had Reed Drummond doing a, uh, a Christmas movie last year. So we got to get you on a Christmas movie circuit. Oh, see, I love Christmas movies. (laughs) If I got to do a Christmas movie, I'd lose my mind. (laughs) It'd be amazing. I loved Rhee's Christmas movie. It was cute. It It was was so good. She was great. Yes. (laughs) We'd like to take a second from this episode of the podcast to celebrate our sponsor of this episode, and that is the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcast? Do you want an inside scoop into what happens on the podcast? Do you want early access to episodes and loads of cool perks? Now is the time to become a patron of Hallmarkies podcast. By becoming a patron, 
you get to access our patron Facebook group. You can request episodes or even be a guest on the podcast. And most importantly, any patron can join our monthly movie watch-alongs with stars like Paul Campbell, Natalie Hall, and more. It's as low as $2 a month to join in and become a special part of the Hallmarkies family. Please consider, and we will love you forever. Go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies. That's patreon.com slash hallmarkies. We have some fun, silly questions. We like to end oh, the interview. I love silly. Off. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. First question. What is the best ice cream flavor? Mint chocolate chip. Mm, good one. All right. What is your favorite color? Mm, purple. I don't like because it. because my daughter's name's Iris, so it's either blue or pur- like purpley blue, you know, like an <laughs> iris flower. <Cute. laughs> I almost uh, said pink because she's obsessed with pink right now. <laughs> oh, <that's okay. laughs> All right, what music are you into? Mm, I like uh, right now. I'm listening to the Sirius Station Yacht Rock constantly because it's like summer music, and I and I love it. <laughs> okay, what is your go-to date night food? It's like a load pasta. pasta. We love our pasta. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you think is a good go-to date night activity if you're going out and doing something? One of the best dates that Ryan took me on when we first started dating, we went to Chinatown and we got Chinese food and then got foot massages. Oh. That was the best. <laughs> yeah. That's cute. Okay. What do you like better, dogs or cats? dogs for dog people but i do like cats as well <laughs> uh beaches or mountains i think we beaches, beaches yes. <laughs> what is your mountains i'm from west virginia but i love the beach. Okay. <laughs> what is your favorite holiday to celebrate christmas yeah. oh i take that back well i love christmas but i love thanksgiving because i love thanksgiving food yeah yeah do you get you get tired of I know that it's a lot covering Thanksgiving for food media. It is. It is. At one point, at one year, it was um, Thanksgiving and I had already made seven turkeys at that point. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's like our Super Bowl. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. Last question. What is your favorite Hallmark or romantic movie? Oh, well, my favorite romantic movie has to be When Harry Met Sally. Mm, good one i i love when harry met sally and i love all nancy myers movies um in fact lee freelither who's our director on groundswell she also is a nancy myers fan so i we both were hoping to evoke um nancy myers ish feelings with <laughs> with groundswell you have the uh the beautiful kitchens yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> well very good you answered all the questions awesome i i love doing this this is so fun yeah. talking about food and groundswell and hallmark all great things well thank you so much i really appreciate it and uh good luck with the movie and do you have thank social you. media or anything you want to yes promote? I'm at Katie Lee Beagle on Instagram. So follow me. Great. Love that in the description. So everybody should check it out. And uh, thanks again for coming to talk with us. Perfect. It was great to meet you. Yay. Great to meet you too. <laughs> okay. Thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. Bye. I'd like to thank Katie for coming on the podcast. This was so much fun to get to talk with her. I had a blast. And so we'll have a link down to Groundswell, her book, 
in the uh, in the description if you want to check that out, affiliate link. And uh, you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes to check that out. Also, make sure you're following the podcast at Homeworkies Pod and Homeworkies Podcast, all of our social media. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. That helps us so much. And if you are watching on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have our patron group and merch store. So take a look at that. And thanks again to Katie, and we'll talk to y'all later. Bye, everyone. Bye.